Get ready for your daily dose of Tuttle. The all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle in Florida. It's Tuttle's Daily Podcast. Nice cock! Nice cock! Greetings and welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great day so far. If you'd like to reach out questions or comments, you can email me, Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. If you'd like to check out everything that's going on in my world, if you want to be able to find the content that I'm putting out on a daily basis, go to my website, Tuttle.net. I want to thank my buddy, Jason. He's the one that created it. He's the one that is keeping up with everything. I've been doing a lot of stuff on my YouTube channel. I've been recording most of my interviews on Zoom. So I can take those. I can put them up on my YouTube channel. Then I can also use the audio for the Tuttle Daily Podcast. But you can check out my YouTube page, TuttleTV.com. Go there. Hit the subscribe button, hit the bell button, because when you hit the bell button, you're going to be alerted anytime I put up any new content or I go live. And you don't want to miss it. You don't know what's going to happen when I go live. Follow me on social media, twitter.com slash Tuttle or facebook.com slash Tuttle. And if you don't want to email and you want to talk with me audioly, I don't even know if that's a word, audioly. Either way, I'm eventually going to be able to take phone calls live. But for now, the best that I can do for you, you can leave an email. You'll be anonymous. I want to hear what you really think of me. I don't care what it is. I'm going to play it. The worse, the better. Fuck. I mean, you could just roast me for like two minutes straight and that one's going to get played before any other voicemails do. You can do that by calling me 407-270-3044. Once again, that's 407-270-3044. I'm just going to apologize ahead of time about the rant that I'm about to go on. But if you're not mad about this, then you're not alive. Like, you need to go get yourself mentally checked out for being a sociopath. Because if what I'm about to talk about does not make you furious and it doesn't make you back my beliefs when I say all these politicians are nothing but fucking common criminals, not even common criminals. These guys fucking rob you blind and you're still paying taxes. I know we have to. It's the biggest Tijuana buttfuck. You're paying them to fuck you in the ass. That's a Tijuana buttfuck. I probably should not be talking about this. I'm not one of those hosts that is stubborn or hard-headed. I want to give you guys exactly what you want. I'm super serving you guys on a daily basis. I'm trying to build something here. I'm not going to be one of those hosts that's going to... I'm going to talk about whatever the fuck I want to and fuck my supporters, fuck the listeners, fuck the callers. No, I want to keep you guys entertained. But with everything that's going on right now in our world, especially the United States of America, there are some stuff that needs to be talked about. I've told you guys this. I love doing fun radio. I don't like talking about serious shit. I like just to help people get their mind off of their problems. Because a lot of people go through horrible days. They're hating their lives. They're depressed. Hell, I've been there, done that. 
So anything I can do to help people escape their problems or issues that they're going through, I would be satisfied with that. I know a lot of people judge them like, oh, that's Morning Zoo Radio. Uh, You can't do serious stuff. You're like a child. No, that's my job, man. My job is to entertain people and give them that escape on a daily basis. I don't hit the mark every single day. I do crappy shows sometimes, guys. That's just how it works. I got this email. You can email me, tuttle at gmail.com. And I got this email from Anthony, okay? And the guy was pretty cool, but he writes... Really enjoyed the show. Have been listening since you were on Tom and Dan every day. I'm not a Trump fan, but you say over and over, I'm not going to get political. Well, let me stop you there. I can talk about politics without getting political because when I look at the term political, that means you're picking a side. I have no side when it comes to politicians. I hate them all. But what I'm trying to say is, yes, I do talk about politics, but I don't support any politician. I don't support a side. I don't support Republican, Democrat, independent, right wing, liberals. Whatever it may be, I don't support any of them because I think they're all goddamn crooks. And then he writes, but every day I something about Trump. Maybe he had a little bit of a typo there. Maybe you can tone it back a little bit. I feel like you may lose some listener. Just a suggestion. I wish this whole podcast becomes huge for you. Well, thank you, Anthony. I really appreciate the support. I appreciate the email. And I agree with you. I don't like talking politics because you're going to piss off at least half of your audience. And I don't want to do that. But I got to talk about this next story. If you've listened to my podcast for any amount of time, you know I am not a big fan of religion. I don't judge people if they're religious. That's your own deal. That's what's great about our country. The government should not be helping out churches. Government should not be giving churches a break. You want me to be honest? As big business, as churches become big businesses, you look at Joel Osteen, Creflo Dollar, I know a lot of you guys probably don't know who that is, but there are so many of these mega pastors that are millionaires claiming to do God's work and we're not taxing them. Why is that? These churches are nothing but a business. Yes, they worship God, but these churches, they bring in money. Now, if they were using all that money to help people out, giving it to charities, I'd be okay with them being tax-free, but it's not. And that's why these motherfuckers need to be taxed. And after you hear this story, I don't know how you don't fucking blow a blood vessel or have a stroke or whatever it is, an aneurysm, when you listen to this, because I'm pretty fucking pissed, people. I haven't been this pissed about a story in a very long time. The Catholic Church reportedly won at least $1.4 billion in taxpayer back aid amid COVID-19, the Associated Press reports. Guys, think about this. These PPP loans that were supposed to be for small businesses... They had a certain amount of money that they were supposed to be helping out these small businesses. There's no way you can spin it to make the fucking Catholic Church, the church of nothing but little boy fuckers. The Catholic Church protects pedophiles. They just ship them around. They pay these people. Think about this, guys. This money... Say your little boy, because they're not interested in little girls. They're they're even such creeps that the men, they like men on men sex. They like the adults with the boys. If your kid gets raped by one of these fucking scumbag priests, 
You're not getting any new money. They're basically giving back the money that you pay in taxes. And it's just a big revolving door. You're getting your own money back. And it's a goddamn crime that we let the Catholic Church get away with what they do. We're let it think about this, people. We let them rape and sexually abuse our children. And that's a you thought Jeffrey Epstein was a scumbag. Hell, the church is even worse because we're giving them money in the collection plate. They're taking our tax money. They're begging. They're begging. And they're fucking our little boys in the ass. And none of them have ever done a day in jail. And they get shipped off to another country so they can rape the boys of Brazil or Chile or Peru. Wherever the fuck that they they send these scumbags to. And this is the type of stuff that completely turns me off about organized religion. How can these assholes get up on that pulpit and tell us how to live our lives when they let their fellow priests, cardinals, I, I don't even know what the hell they call them. They protect these scumbags. They don't have to pay taxes and they're getting our tax money. They're double dipping in our pockets and our little kids assholes. Not only that, but the AP says millions of dollars went to dioceses that made large settlements to cover up sexual abuse by clergy members, including the New York Archdiocese. I'm most likely sure that most parents love their sons. They would do anything to protect them. So think about this. You, the, the, you go to these churches, a church that is supposed to protect you and your family so you can worship God. They're supposed to be your connection from your family to the Almighty. And these people are screwing you. They're breaking your trust and they're taking advantage of your little kids when you're not around. They are having sex with them. They are molesting these kids. And you're still giving them money in the collection plate. And not only are you doing that, you're giving taxpayer money to the government. And then the government is siphoning it down to them. You guys are nothing but fucking suckers. And the sad thing is the ones that are adults, you deserve what you're getting. But I don't understand. You know, this is the way I look at it. I'm not saying all religions are. But if you are willingly taking your kids, exposing them to the Catholic religion, you're taking them to a Catholic church, you should be thrown in jail for child abuse. You should straight up be thrown in jail for child endangerment because where there's smoke, there's fire. And I'll understand how anybody can still walk into a Catholic church after all the sexual abuse that they've done. Nobody has spent a day in jail. And this is how rich these fuckers are, they would be willing to scratch a check for millions of dollars, multi-millions of dollars to cover up one of their priests sexually molesting your son or daughter. Maybe, maybe daughters are there as well too. You're a sucker and you know going into it, walking in and being a part of the Catholic religion, you know what you're getting into and that's why I say you should be thrown in jail for child endangerment. Across around 9,000 loans, the outlet's analysis of federal data suggests that after lobbying, the church may have brought in more than three and a half billion dollars. Back that three and a half billion dollars and let's put it in to the other 60 billion dollars we already have. Yes, you heard me correctly. The Catholic Church was already worth 60 
billion dollars. The Catholic Church is also, and that that's not even counting all the land that they own across the world. Do you know that the Catholic Church is the largest landowner when it comes to private people, a private organization? So there's no telling. Hell, they might be the richest organization in the world. They might tell Jeff Bezos, fuck you, Jeff. We can buy and sell your ass. Hey, Jeff, come on, give us some money. Jeff, bring your kid over, especially your son. Come to the Catholic Church because we've never fucked a billionaire's son before. It's unusual since churches are generally ineligible for U.S. Small Business Administration funding. But Congress allowed them to access the Paycheck Protection Program because of the impact of COVID-19 to the economy. Religious groups also successfully lobbied the Trump administration to keep them from disqualifying organizations with over 500 employees. In all, U.S. religious organizations received at least $7.3 billion in PPP loans per Newsweek. I know I said I don't support politicians any side. But I'm telling you right now, if a candidate came forward and said, if I get elected, I will start making churches pay taxes. That motherfucker would have my vote immediately. I don't give a fuck what else he believes. We have to tax the churches. Why are we letting them get away with murder and live this extravagant lifestyle when they're supposed to be a man of God? They're supposed to be helping people? Do you think that asshole Joel Osteen needs that big of a church? Do you think Joel Osteen needs private limos, fancy cars, a private jet? That cocksucker Joel Osteen could not even be bothered to open up the doors of his church when they all got flooded by that hurricane that sat over him for like a week and a half. Joel did not give a fuck about any of those people. And you know what? Those same people he turned away, he's going to let right back in the church and those gullible people are still going to give him money. So I don't feel bad for these people that go to church or these organized religions because you guys are asking for everything you're getting and you deserve to be taken advantage. Of. A spokesperson for the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops said it wasn't tracking the funds received by which Catholic agencies, noting these loans are an essential lifeline to help faith-based organizations to stay afloat and continue serving those in need during this crisis. I'm just curious, what kind of money does the Catholic Church need to stay afloat? I just told you the numbers. Worldwide, over 60 billion fucking dollars the Catholic Church has. So if they can't stay afloat, what the hell are they doing with all the goddamn money? How can they claim to be Christians? How can they be servants of God when they are just out to get rich? I thought greed. I don't know a lot about Christianity, the sins or whatever it may be, but I, I'm pretty sure greed is one of them. And I also think one of those sins, even though it's not a part of the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not fuck little boys in the ass. If it's not on there, it needs to be on there. But why would you have to be told that you can't do that? I mean, I'm being serious. You should know that you should not be molesting young boys and not doing a day in jail. And you're just going to flaunt and throw money at people. The money that your parishioners donated to you. I just don't understand. You have your right to be able to practice any religion you want to. But it's also my right to call you fucking scumbags. If you support a church that takes taxpayers 
money. That's the thing. It gets me. That's that's another reason I don't trust them. How can they be claiming poor mouth like, oh, we need a handout. We need money from the government. Separation of church and state. I know if I was an American citizen and was Jewish, I would have a problem that my tax money would be going to a Catholic church. If the Catholic church was on the up and up and they weren't having sex and molesting young boys and doing all the shady shit that they do, do you realize that they discriminate against gays? They don't believe in abortions. They don't believe in contraceptives. These people are living in the medieval times and it's gotta stop. I, for one, even though I don't pay a lot of taxes because I've never made a lot of money in my life, but what I'm saying is I don't want a single goddamn scent going to an organization that protects pedophiles. All right, guys, I'm sorry about the rant. I know I pretty much can guarantee you if you're Catholic and you listen to this podcast, oh, you hit the unsubscribe button probably about, I don't know, the first quarter of my rant. And I'm not just picking on the Catholic church. I'm picking on pretty much all organized religion. They are nothing but a bunch of judgmental fucks. Want to support the show? Go to paypal.me slash pedal on the radio. Have you considered owning your own restaurant franchise? Good Life Organics currently offers territories across the United States. Check out GLO Franchising. That's GLO Franchising on Facebook to sign up for an overview session today. Good Life Organics Franchising, a new partner of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Tell them Tuttle sent you. Send them a message on Facebook at facebook.com slash GLO Franchising. The preceding commercial uses spokespeople who are not spokespeople, but actual people who are spokespeople crazy. Weekly Mendes here for McGuire's Bullets. COVID-19 doesn't have to keep you down. Quite frankly, it can actually uplift you a bit. How's that? Right now, you can legally, lawfully, shoot somebody. That's right, you can shoot anybody that comes onto your property. I've wanted this for years, and now we can do it. So if you come sniffing up on my property, best believe me, I'm gonna blow your tits clean off. What am I gonna use to do it? Meguiar's bullets. Meguiar's bullets. Aim for the skull. Harry Tyler for Meguiar's bullets. Hi, folks. Please, contrary to what Mr. Sweet T. Mendez says, you can't shoot somebody during COVID-19 and get away with it. You're gonna go to jail, okay? And if you're gonna do it, God forbid, use the other people's brands, not ours. We've got lawsuits mounting up, and though you would think they would go away with COVID, they're not. So please, use the other brand. But buy ours. We still deliver. McGuire's bullets. They still deliver. Welcome back, guys. I'm just going to be honest with you. I kind of have to call an audible and pivot here a little bit because I had a scheduled interview that I was supposed to be recording today. And I get it. I know things come up, but maybe I'm just a different type of person. I really am because there's a lot of days where I will go to work or I will make a meeting or I'll do something that I promise, even if I'm not feeling good. And I don't want you to think I'm running this person down. I get it. At least this person called me ahead of time and let me know what was going on so I can actually make plans. But I had my whole day scheduled out 
I got an early start on my podcast today and I only did what I knew that I needed to do because I knew I had this interview coming up. So that's why I'm having to record a little bit of extra stuff. And I know you're probably like, well, Tuttle, you're having to do it either way. So what difference does it make? You got to understand the way my brain works. I've worked in radio for so long. I like to have my stuff planned out, even though back in my days, the past six years, you've seen me as the straight up irresponsible alcoholic that did drugs and shit like that. But say what you want. I never missed a day. I was completely responsible. The only time I missed a day when I was on Bubba's show was because I ended up coming in sick and Bubba could see, hey, he's on his deathbed right now. And he actually told me to go home. And, and I did. I went home that day. So what I'm trying to say is maybe it's just the way that I was raised. Maybe it was because I was born in the South. I didn't grow up rich. And I'm not saying this person did either. I'm just saying I would have showed up even. I mean, it would have taken me being in the emergency room to cause me to miss something. And it wasn't like this was going to be a long interview or anything. So I'm just saying, like I said, I'm not mad. It just kind of sucks, especially when you had your whole day, you know, planned out. You thought you were ahead of schedule and then you get that phone call and you're like, oh, Fuck me. Now I got to think of something because I had already written all my questions and angles to take for this interview. God, I must sound like a real bitch because all I've done is rant. Oh, and I'm going to get into some more rants, people. So don't be shocked. I know this is kind of a serious show for a weekend, but I'm just in one of those moods. I'm really pissed off about a lot of stuff right now, and I'll get over it. It's not life ending. You know, that's the thing about everything that I went through, through the start of my sobriety to my time in the mental institution. It changed me. It gave me perspective on things. You got to cherish what you have. I don't like to compare my life to others, but I do know there's a lot of people that have it way worse than I do. Because when you start getting to my age, and I'm not old, but I'm also not young. I'm in that limbo stage of your life where you're kind of in the middle. You're starting to get to the peak of that hill. And on the other side, it's all fucking downhill from there. You just look at what you've done so far. Because when you're younger, you look at like I'm 40. So when I was in my late teens, early 20s, I had an idea in my head of where I thought I would be at age 40. And I thought I'd be way further along than what I am right now. And I'm not complaining, people. I'm appreciative of what I have right now. I'm appreciative of this thing that I'm building with my crew right now, myself, Vulture, Charlie Alamo, Josh from Canada. I'm excited about the possibilities, and that's what's keeping me going right now. I have all plans of getting back on the radio, but I'm never going to stop doing this right now because I want to build this. And I've said this time and time again, Tom and Dan are an inspiration to me because they actually, they weren't forced into podcasting and, and I wasn't forced either, but this is something I did. I started out doing it to hone my skills and stay sharp with what I do. I'm not comparing myself to an athlete. But you get rusty. You do get rusty if you're not talking, you're not hosting a show or participating in conversation for entertainment purposes. You do get rusty. So I did this to keep in practice 
so I could hop right back onto a terrestrial radio station. And it has helped me. It really kept me sharp. And if you listen to the beginning when I first started this podcast, because I've been archiving all my shows. And when I go back and listen, the first one is like, God damn, this is horrible. But I leave it up there because that's a reminder of where I came from. I know a lot of people might be vain, but I I look at my body from all the stupid shit stunts through the years of doing radio. And a lot of people are like, well, God, you're you're disfigured. You got all these scars and bruises and lumps or whatever it may be all over my body. And I look at that just like I look at that first podcast that I did. That's a reminder of where you come from. Maybe you've had a rough go at it throughout your life, but you can change it at any minute. You can. Now I'm I'm sounding like Mark Miro. Trust me, I am the furthest thing from being a motivational speaker. I kind of envy people like Mark Miro. I wish I could be that happy all the time, but I just can't be because I have doubt. I have doubts if I'm ever going to make it in this business. I mean, I've had a pretty decent career so far, but I have nothing to show for it. I don't have a marriage anymore. I was never able to have a family. I was never able to make my parents grandparents. I know I'm getting really heavy, guys, and I don't want you to worry about me. I don't want you to think I'm getting into that rut where I'm going to be depressed again. No, I'm not. I'm never going back there again. I'm not. It was one of the dumbest decisions I've ever made in my life. And being in that hellhole for like 10 days made me open my eyes and realize, hey, your life is not that shitty. Because when I was in that hospital, there's a lot of fucked up people in there, man. And I know you shouldn't compare. I've already said that earlier in this conversation. You shouldn't compare yourself to how other people live their lives. But it just gives you perspective when you're in that type of place and you get to see how bad People have it, and it's not even their fault. It's not. I mean, some of it might be from addiction problems. That That's the one thing, the common denominator out of all the people that I've met in the hospital, and I was one of them, was addiction problems. Everybody in there had addiction problems. You know how many times I would walk down the hallway and you could hear random crazy patients yelling out of their room? Asking for pain medication because they would make up everything that they could ever think of that was wrong with them just to try to get pain medication. Oh, nobody had got that shit. I mean, something really had to be wrong with you. If they gave you anything more powerful than an ibuprofen, the hospital strength one, not not the little ones you could buy at the store, the brown ones. No, but that was happening all the time. There was this older black lady in there, sweetheart, but she thought she was living in the mid 1800s, like during the slave times. She thought she was still living, well, she never lived back in that time, but she thought she lived on a plantation, and she was black. But guess what? She was more racist than any white person in that loony bed. And it was crazy, and it was sad all at the same time, because what I had learned about her, she was actually a very, very successful writer, maybe a lawyer, but she had money. And it made me depressed, because every time they would put her in a new gown, I would say within 30 minutes, she had piss in the front, piss in the back. They were constantly changing her clothes. 
And my friend Mary, Mary that I met, if it was not for Mary, I don't think I could have made it through that. I would have still been in there because I would have been driven even crazier than what I was before I went in there. But she was an absolute lifesaver because she knew me from working on the radio. Her dad ended up working, I think, at 98 Rock with uh, Bubba. And that's how she had knew me. And we became friends. But we were sitting at the table and that, that African-American woman, the one that I told you she, she thought she was still living on a plantation. There was one time I was talking with Mary and she was like, hey, don't look to your left. And like when anybody tells you not to look in a certain direction, your first natural instinct is to automatically look there. And I did. This black woman was walking out of her room. And I'm not exaggerating, people. Her tits were below her waist. She was completely nude. Everything. No underwear, no bra. She didn't even have socks on. She just was walking around like it was nothing. Maybe one of the biggest bushes I've ever seen on a chick before. But she's older and that is expected. I don't even know why I'm telling you all this. I don't even know how I got onto it. Yes, I do. Talking about me being further along in my career. And I didn't want you guys to think I was getting to that level again where you thought I might try to harm myself. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm never going to be at that point again. Because, yes, I'm not in the best place professionally right now. But guess what? This is the best I've ever been in my whole 40-year life, personally, mentally, physically, everything in my life besides my work situation. And it's getting better with this podcast. I picked up a new advertiser. Things are working out for me, especially since I've gotten Vulture as my producer. I can now concentrate on just doing content for the show, and he's handling everything for me. And I can't thank him enough. I can't thank any of the people enough that are helping me out right now. Charlie, Josh, Eric, Eric at Stitch You Up, helping me out tremendously. I'm just so thankful for everything that I have right now. So please don't worry about me. I'm just venting a little bit. And when I come back after the break, I'm going to vent just a little bit more. And I need your help. Nerd, radio personality, and hot talk satirizer. You're listening to the Tuttle Podcast. Tuttle's Daily Podcast is brought to you by StitchYouUp.com. For your embroidery, screen printing, vinyl, and direct-to-garment printing needs, visit StitchYouUp.com. StitchYouUp specializes in custom caps, shirts, decals, and anything you want to personalize. Whether it's one item or large orders, they can handle any size. Unsure about what you want? Let StitchYouUp help you with your logo design. Visit StitchYouUp.com. Or contact them, eric at stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up, definitely not your grandma's embroidery. I recently caught up with a man whose home was broken into. Sir, can you please describe what happened in your own words? I can promise you we will not be twisting around your story like other media sources. How did the perpetrators come in? What was going through your mind after you discovered that you had intruders in your home? There's a stranger in my house. At one point, the perpetrator stuck a gun to your head. What did they say? Don't turn around. Uh -oh. After repeatedly pistol whipping you, they began to violate you. What exactly did the perpetrator scream out? You and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals, so 
after they were finished. What did you say? You actually thanked them? That's terrible. You said that they hogtied you and began jumping about the place stealing stuff. What were they singing? How did the perpetrators escape your home? After being robbed, what do you find that you do now? What do you hope to accomplish by this news story? That's a terrible reason to be a part of a news story. Do you have any last words for anybody donating to any of your funds? Send lawyers, guns, and money. This shit has hit the fan. Words to live by. Boy, what a lousy long bit that was. For CCA Productions, I'm a generic announcer. Welcome back, guys. Last segment of the show. I'm going to play a quick piece of audio for you. You know, a lot of those hillbillies, a lot of those people were shouting from the mountaintops about their southern pride. Now, I have southern pride, but I absolutely don't give a fuck about the Confederate flag. All these people like, heritage, not hate, don't want to take it down. Why is NASCAR, they're denying us our First Amendment. No, no, NASCAR's not denying you of anything when it comes to the First Amendment. They're just telling you they don't want that shit on their property, and that's their right. You can buy it anywhere you want to. You just can't bring that stuff to the NASCAR bit. But I saw this video. I didn't see any of the white people out there talking shit. And I know a lot of white people in the South, especially around my neighborhood down here, but probably gonna go god damn it total you're a fucking traitor the only side i'm taking is my own and my family and my friends the people that listen and support this podcast well i just want right to be right things needed to be changed and you can't get mad at these black militias because they're exercising the same Second Amendment that you see a lot of people in the South exercising. So you can't get mad at them peacefully protesting while carrying AR-15s. But this is what that group did. And I got to tell you, I think this guy was talking a little bit of a big game. But I would not want to try his crew. Threat counter threat. Because threats don't mean shit to us. Y'all been threatening us since Birmingham. I ain't seen shit. What is July the 4th? And all you scary-ass Negroes that pass that shit around, look at what the fuck you did. You made blacks come out. I don't see no white militia. So to the boogie boys, the three percenters, and all the rest of you scared-ass rednecks, we here. Where the fuck you at? We in your house. Let's go. I mean, I think that's what you call whipping your dick out and saying, let's measure our shit right now. Me and you, my dick's out. Where's your dick? Oh, I don't even see you around. Anyways, we need to all just calm the fuck down, take a deep breath and figure out what we want to do. Because that's not what we want in our country. I know I don't want it. There's probably some people that do want that, but not me. If you guys want to do that, let me know where you're going to do, do that at so I don't have to be there. I'll sit out here and defend my parents' lot, and I'm cool with that. You guys fight all the battles you want to, because after hearing that, I don't want to be anywhere near that, guys. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed today's show, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.
show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Share, like, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast was brought to you by Total Wireless of Palm Bay, StitchYouUp.com, PocketPairClub.com. Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Alamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions, Facebook.com slash CCA Productions Presents. Show voiceover services brought to you by jcvoiceoverservices.com. That guy's got a goddamn sexy voice. You should hire him. If you want to help support the show, paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Comments? Concerns? You want to let Tuttle know he's being a dick? Go to Tuttle at gmail.com. To follow all of Tuttle's social media, go to Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two Ds dot net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, yo, Terry, fuck going on?